Welcome from Philadelphia at the Academy for Private Practice. I'm Joe Patrice. I'm Dan Lear. I'm Larry Port. I'm Chad Burton. And we're on the road with the Legal Talk Network. Welcome. We are here again at the Academy for Private Practice in the Hotel Monaco in Philadelphia. We've just had lunch, and I gathered the people who spoke at one of the workshops right before lunch to uh, talk about what happened. So the title of your thing that you were doing there, Dan, was you really are competing with LegalZoom. What does that mean? Well, I, I think it was mostly clickbait, okay. <laughs> just to get people okay, interested. Look, there's <laughs> I mean, nothing yeah, wrong with that. Right, you don't judge. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think the goal was to be a little bit provocative and sort of, I mean, what, what Chad and I did was start out by saying, you know, hey, the internet exists and there are ways that people are using the tools that are on the internet to get legal services, fill out forms, do all that stuff. And... You can basically, and Chad, you know, keep me honest here, you can ignore it at your peril or you can decide to embrace it and use it as a tool to grow and, and develop your practice and, and then spent a fair amount of time talking about that second piece. He stated that correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, because that's, that's kind of the big thing with LegalZoom, right? Like lawyers think that it's taking work away from them when it's actually could easily be used as a tool to help them out. Yeah, we had someone in the audience, because when, I, when doing these talks, often go through like the exercise of like, who thinks that Avo's the devil? And then a few people raise their hand. Who thinks legal Zoom's the devil? And one woman raised her hand and like, I make a lot of money off of legal Zoom. And so she understands, like basically she was in, should have been in Larry's talk because she got it. Yeah, um, she needed that. We had that punchline really quick. But yeah, so she has figured out how to leverage it. Yeah, so that's a good side. So you were kind of the 100 level explanation. The 200 level was uh, was oh no session. no we oh. were like expert level. He just oh. did a different subject matter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ours was like super high level, amazing, <laughs> not basic. Can I ask how she how does she leverage it? She takes in the referrals and yeah, so they gets the clients from the right from without the legal without center. going too much. I mean, they have a whole network of attorneys to whom they send clients when they can't when the forms aren't enough or when they want more information or whatever. And so. Yeah. Same uh, what Avo's doing, same what Rocket Lawyer's yeah. doing. It's the, you know, here's a you know, self-help version, but if you need more, we're not trying to take away attorneys. We not, I'm saying it like Royal, we, because I'm not one, right? But, you know, we're not trying to take work away from attorneys. We're actually giving it to you know, and helping connect the public with lawyers. Kind of the point. Well, Larry, your panel was about must have legal tech. So what, what's the, what, what do I need to have? Yes. All right. So must have legal tech. So it, it's actually kind of interesting to talk about this kind of stuff. And there was an ethics component. So I went into like a little bit of the stuff that's been going on recently. There's been all sorts of juicy stuff. You can't get around it when you're talking to attorneys about tech. But like last week, there was this uh, DDoS attack, this massive attack, right? So mm -hmm. I talked a little bit about how that worked. Uh, we talked a little bit about the impact of automation. And it's kind of like we're at this, we're at this point where, you know, it's obviously necessary that you need to be on technology, right? And if you don't, you're going to be left behind. Some of the stuff that's happening out there. So the question is, how do you do it and how do you be reliable? So we talked about some very important practices that people need to have. They need to have strong passwords. They need to have different passwords. I recommend a tool like 1Password to do all those kind of things because we're like all in this together when it comes to security. Never click on a link in an email that says you must log into your site to check stuff. You know, type it into the browser yourself. So 
and that's actually how Podesta and Powell got their emails hacked. Yeah. So through phishing attacks like that. I talked about using tech responsibly and the obligations attorneys have for that. But then I went into like a lot of the different kind of tools that people are using for law firms. So document automation, how do you get your documents done? How do you bill more efficiently? How do you collect things? Because attorneys are leaving tons of money on the table when it comes to collecting stuff. So we talked a little bit about billing systems. I talked about my own product, Rocket Matter. I talked about, we obviously have competitors as well that are out there that work quite well as well to do some of these things. I really like the Fujitsu products, the ScanSnap scanners. They have this new, very cool ScanSnap cloud product that allows you to like scan something and it automatically goes to like Box or Dropbox or even our product, Rocket Matter. It, we also have, um, I, I'm really a big fan of like Ruby Receptionist and what they're doing and some of these tech-enabled services. And, and just wanted to bring awareness about a lot of stuff that lawyers might not even know about, like A-B testing their websites. And we can go on and on and on, but there was just so much interesting stuff out there some of it that they could start using right away, and some of it they could store for later on. Interesting. So there's kind of a, a natural progression of technology in a practice. You know, you need these now. When you reach this benchmark, you need to branch out and get these different products. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, for a perfect example of that is on the marketing side. I mean, a lot of law firms don't even really have a decent website. So we talked about, okay, well, you should probably build it on WordPress and you might want to have Google Analytics, like those are the basics. But then down the road, when you start getting real sophisticated, you might want to use something like Optimizely or Compete.com for A-B testing. And then even when you get even more sophisticated beyond that, you might want to think about marketing automation software like HubSpot or Marketo. So some of this stuff was like seed planting for the future and other stuff was like, okay, what can I use right now? Interesting. Well, let's transition back to discussing LegalZoom for a second. So didn't we do a whole podcast? Oh, that's right. We with Chaz, when yeah. we accused we him of have. ruining the entire profession. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. A, a previous, <laughs> for those those at home, a previous episode of On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. I know you listen to every single one when they come out, but on a previous episode, we did confront LegalZoom directly about <laughs> destroying lawyers. But yeah, so we have had this conversation before, but we're having it now. So oh, let's this is a different one. It. Yeah, this, this is, is a positive because yeah. Chaz isn't here <laughs> and he can't do anything, so we can just talk about him. Yeah. So LegalZoom, obviously, we we've discussed that you know there, there's ways that lawyers can be utilizing this service to make money themselves. Are there other are there other products out there that are doing similar things that you also think lawyers should be jumping on to uh, help? help that they see as threats, but that they should really be using? I mean, the way that we sort of approached it is like everything from LegalZoom to Avo to LinkedIn to, and you talked about Billy Tarasio right. and, the, and the forms and the document automation that she has built into her site, into her experience. They're all just mechanisms by which you can bring clients to your door. Like that's, that's really what it's about. Like that's, that's, that's the case for LegalZoom. It's the case for what we do. It's the case for... LinkedIn or Twitter, and really what we try to talk about is like, there is a wealth of tools at your disposal. And really what it comes down to, to a large degree is deciding who is it that I want to work with, right? Who are the types of clients I want to work with? Where can those clients be found on the internet? And then how can I, in an authentic way, go out and engage with them? And, and you know, some may prefer to, to, to work with LegalZoom, but LegalZoom does not cover, not even close to the whole sort of beachhead of different practice mm -hmm. areas and different legal problems that people have out there and and they are not you know and neither are we like yet <laughs> the one-stop legal shop for every legal issue people do a lot of searching they they rely on their networks they rely on their friends 
And so um, it was really more of, you know, LegalZoom, again, was the clickbait or the great example of saying, like, really what they're doing is they're just helping you to get more clients. Mm. And so whether you want to use them or any other solution, the question is, how do you leverage the internet to bring people to your door? I, can I, like, yeah. as a consumer of legal mm -hmm. products, can I, I want to just say something that may allay some fears out there. I would never in a million years just grab a form off the internet and use it. I mean, I'll form my own LLC. That's a cinch, right? But right. an operating agreement, I'm just going to grab an operating agreement and sign away the things like drag-along rights, tag-along rights. What the hell are those? You know, am yeah. I allowed to say that on your podcast? Sure, why not? Okay. Is this, so, the, this isn't the one that's, the other one is the one with the, the explicit other, warning. Uh, yeah. Yes, thinking like a lawyer, yeah. my, my usual <laughs> podcast actually automatically gets the explicit tag, but yeah. Well, my point is this, is that like there's been a lot of talk about like, oh, now that there's legal research tools, like people are going to be like doing pro se stuff. Not a chance. I mean, maybe some people are, but they're never going to be able to replace what a lawyer can do. So I just think there's a lot of risk in taking stuff into your own hands that I'm personally not willing to do. And plus those legal Zoom things, they don't understand how all the courts are maritime courts and it's all... <laughs> I don't follow the crazy pro se theories. <laughs> right. Yeah. All the, right. <laughs> but, and, and to your point, Larry, I totally agree. But like, and, and actually, I'd, so I'd step back and say, first of all, yes, but like 20 years ago, I don't know if people would have taken, you know, done a formation themselves, right? So we've, we've seen an evolution of a more sophisticated consumer, which is great, right? But really what I think all of these represent is, so let's take you for example, right? You did your own formation, but you could have done it either through LegalZoom or any other number of sites or maybe a local attorney who's got a great online presence who says, hey, you know, do your incorporation through me for free on the site. And then, hey, I'll upsell you an operating agreement or, hey, I'll ask you a few questions. I'll run you through a wizard. Well, that's kind of like, what happened. Ex yeah. Well, exactly. Right. And now, oh, well, it turns out that, oh, well, your company is a little bigger and you've got employees. So maybe you've got employment law issues or, oh, maybe you've got a lease. You, need, you may need help with that or oh, you run a SaaS company, you may have intellectual property issues, right? So there are ways that lawyers can Wait give a away. This sounds eerily familiar. <laughs> I, for example, for example. Hypothetically. There, there, are ways, there are ways that lawyers can use that stuff as inbound marketing, effectively, as marketing to draw the consumer in and then upsell them on the, the stuff that, as you said, suggested, you'd never want to do yourself. Right. Dan mentioned Billy Tracio's firm earlier, which is a good one to highlight where... So Billy came from a traditional family law firm, started her own practice, and decided to build her own software platform that is a consumer-facing document assembly tool. Kind of like what you see with you know, LegalZoom and other sites where you answer questions, you choose a document, you answer questions, and then it spits it out to you. She used to charge for those documents through the software, but then at some point she decided to switch up the model because she was selling the documents, but also practicing doing full service representation. She switched the model where she now makes those documents free. So it's, it has a bit of an access to justice piece, but also it's, you know, what she found was it's great lead gen for full service representation. People are going to the site, getting the forms filled out, printing them, like getting to the end and then saying, oh, I think I still want to hire Absolutely. Billy's firm yeah. for it. So now it's become her own version of lead gen that she's developed and providing a public service at the same time. You guys take for granted. Like when I look at the contracts that I'm supposed to sign and I try and read through those run on sentences, I can't think of worse torture. I don't want to read through it. I don't understand it. I need people to help me understand these things. You get these complicated forms. What good does it do me if I don't understand it? Yeah. Just sign it. You'll be fine, Larry. Thank you. That's okay. <laughs> That's good. And that's legal advice, right? You can pay him for that. Yeah, yeah. 
the, we, we now have an attorney client relationship right. established. That, that was yeah. like $30,000 yeah. advice right there. Right it was there. pretty good. <laughs> One thing that you said not in your session. Well, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't actually physically there. But then you said, "Oh, I see." Yeah. Well, oh. I was doing another one of these podcasts. <laughs> um, but one thing that you said, not in that session, but on another occasion, that I'm going to kind of jump on is a lot of what you're all saying kind of comes back to. Many times we look at legal tech and think, "How do we help out lawyers?" But the better way of maybe looking at it is how do we address the needs of clients, which ends up helping lawyers. You know, it's just a slightly different way of framing it. But that kind of seems to be what all of you are talking about. Like, these are what lawyers need to help a client. These are what lawyers need to bring clients to their door. And I even take it a step further and say, certainly this is the way that we at Avo approach what we're doing, which is what problems can we help the client solve, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Like, what problems are they out wrestling with in the world? And how can we either monetize or not if the thing doesn't need to be monetized, right? I mean, there are, and we've, we've talked a lot about this. I'm sure you guys have talked about this too. There are increasingly things that I think, simple things, right? Like you mentioned, Larry, the incorporation that, that really you don't need a lawyer for, yeah. right? So how can we facilitate that, but also in those strategic moments, insert ourselves. But, but yeah, starting really with this question of like, not, you know, how can we have a lawyer help solve the consumer's problem, but how can we solve the consumer's problem? And if that requires a lawyer, if that requires legal guidance, make that happen. Right. Well, great. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. I see that it looks like we're reaching the end of our time. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. until next time, I'm sure there'll be another conference where we're on the road. Um, in a you, month. Yeah. <laughs> See you next month, Joe. <laughs> if you aren't already subscribed to uh, On the Road with the Legal Talk Network, you should do that. That way you get every one of these every time we travel to something. You can give us reviews. That helps us uh, become more popular on the, uh, the iTunes and so on. Download the Legal Talk Network app. You get everything, all of the stuff, including the wonderful and I think award-winning thinking like a lawyer. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there's an award for it. If not, I'll make one up. And with that, uh, we'll talk to you all later in some future time that we're on the road with the Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Hey.